0: Today's scripture reading is in the book of James, the first chapter, the ninth to the 11th verse. The reading is also in your bulletin. Believers in humble circumstances ought to take pride in their high position, but the rich should take pride in their humiliation, since they will pass away like a wild flower. For the sun rises with scorching heat and withers the plant. Its blossom falls and its beauty is destroyed. In the same way, the rich will fade away even while they go about their business. This is the word of the Lord. We are indeed continuing our sermon series from the epistle, the letter of James. Um, The last time we looked at James' tremendous statement of faith, it's just a tremendous statement of faith. As he writes, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters. Whenever you face trials of many kinds because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance we need to recognize that what James is presenting he's he's asking us to wrestle with uh, a what what is a paradoxical um, statement at best? It's just it makes no sense. Rejoice in affliction. I asked the question last time: Who thinks like this? Who who? Rejoice in affliction. Rejoice in trials. Rejoice in struggle. Rejoice. Who 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 thinks like this? Well, someone who is legally owned by someone else and whose entire livelihood and purpose is determined by their master. That's why James, in the first verse of this letter, he writes in describing himself as a slave, a doulos to God and the Lord Jesus Christ. See, what we as we plow through this book, it will be easy to try and appropriate certain things and say, well, this is true for my life. And, 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 and then when the, I'll say the rubber hits the road, when things, when the wheels start to fall off the wagon and the our attempt to appropriate scripture and make it real to our lives, when it doesn't, it doesn't feel real, it doesn't smell real, it doesn't sound real, it doesn't act real, it's because, let's go back to verse 1. I'm James. Hello, how are you doing? I'm a slave of God and of our Lord Jesus Christ. A slave thinks like that. A slave who... Uh, gives all who he gives his agenda who he is his desires his aspirations his 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 life vocation i want to do god's will so as he recognizes and accepts his role he understands that the point of trials is not simply having trials but again it's it's an occurrence with a purpose Because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. The testing of your faith produces perseverance. So don't try to get out of anything prematurely. Let it do its work so you can become mature and well-developed, not deficient in any way if you don't know what you're doing pray to the father he loves to help Isn't that wonderful you have a father who who's who's just sitting on the edge of his seat just waiting to uh... to help you know it's better than that that you know what we tend to how we tend and i'm not you you guys are better than i am i i get that uh... but typically uh... you know it's like that fire call box you know in case of emergency break glass in case we need god break glass and we appropriate him on an as-needed basis. But what James is sharing, it's like there's no reason for you to struggle with this. There's no reason to be ignorant about our relationship with God. If you have questions, if you, if you have questions, ask God. He'll give you an answer. It won't be condescending. He wants to answer. He loves your questions. He wants to help. So as we concluded... What James presents in these introductory verses in answer to the, as we jokingly describe, the lions, tigers, and bears of life is a connection between the trials, wisdom, and faith. See, you got lions, I got tigers, and someone else we know have bears, but, but the, the answer to those lions, tigers, and bears of our lives, uh, James presents their trials, and with the trials, there's an opportunity for wisdom to be applied and with that application of wisdom you know what that really shows forth as you go through these things it shows faith it deepens your faith so don't try and run out of these situations don't go running screaming out god deliver me you know you may think that uh, the 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 situation you have at your job right now is just absolute hell on earth you may you may genuine in it in and from from my perspective it may be and God is saying, I have you there for a purpose, not only the testing of your faith but the opportunity for you to be light and salt to folks that uh, wouldn't know couldn't taste salt if you shoved a whole shaker in front of them and you wouldn't know light if you blinded them. But you are that opportunity. As I was sharing with someone the other day, I said, many times, the, 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 the Bible that people will read before anything else is your life. See, we, we, we go out of our way to, to knock on doors, and there's, there's a place for that. To knock on doors and, and, and share the love of Christ and, you know, the equivalent of the four spiritual laws or whatever. But if we would just live out our life in a, in a, in a God-honoring way. What kind of success do you think we might have on our job? With those that we work with, those that we work for, those that work for us. Well, I, 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 actually, I don't have a job right now, so that doesn't apply to me. It applies to you all the more. As you go through what you're, you're, you're in pursuit of a job, you're unemployed, you're underemployed, you know what, God, I just, I've, I've been, what's going on? I'm trying to grow you up to a point. I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I want you to want me more than you want the job. That's what I want. I want you to want, you know, it, it, you, would, you would be angry if you gave someone a, a Christmas gift or whatever and they didn't, they didn't, you know, and they just spent more time just focused on the gift and it's like, you're going to break off a thank you anywhere along the line? It's like, I gave the gift. Oh yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah! Wow, isn't this nice? And so the next time, it's like, so you, it's like, well, you know, you gave me a coach this or a Gucci that. So now, what's the next time? You gotta, you gotta top that. And we look to the gift instead of the gift giver. So today we begin at verse nine, where we see James writing: Believers in humble circumstances ought to take pride in their high position. This is crazy. This is absolutely crazy. Now, So now, having spoken of a single-minded devotion to God and rejoicing and testing, verse 2, as we just shared, James gives an example of such a person. Believers in humble circumstances are encouraged to see their situation from God's perspective and to take pride in their, what he calls, high position. Now, I won't ask for a show of hands because I know not one of us would raise our hands. The first thing you would not, not one of us would raise our hands. When you think of poverty, when you think of uh, humble circumstances, you know, uh, the, the faucet leaks, the, the, the lights come on every now and then, uh, uh, you know, the, 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 you got a drafty door, it, it just, it's just not a perfect situation. How many, it's like, you know, I'm proud of that. It's feeling pretty good to me. That's, I, I, I like that. And I'm talking about Christians. I'm not talking about the world. I'm talking about people that confess Christ. I'm talking about people that, that, that see, see, because what we have done, unfortunately, is we've equated we've, we've, we've equated the opposite, whatever the opposite of humble circumstances is, to being uh, in God's will. So if, 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 if everything's, if I'm a baller, to use the, the world's terminology, if I'm a baller, I got things rolling, I got money in my account, I got wheels, I got gas, I got the job, I got, you know, God must be honored, uh, God must be loving me, because look at, all the, look at all the ducks that are lining up in my life. And James said, uh, on, on the contrary, on the contrary. See the things that we 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 if 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 I really get you private, it's like okay no, we're just this is just marking you we're we're talking now. What do you, you know? It, well, Pastor Meeks, this isn't this isn't going so well. This isn't going so well. Um, are you celebrating that? Are you embracing that? Are you saying? God, I'm, I'm not quite sure where this is leading, but I accept it because I know that you're putting this, as we shared last time, I feel honored because you put this test on me. Personally, I'd rather not have this. Personally, I'd rather not have this. But the fact that you're putting it on me and your promises that you, you know, it's, it's, there won't be a final straw on my back. You will never give me more than I'm capable of bearing. What it does is build up my faith in you that I, you will be everything I need you to be. Just as your name implies, whatever the situation, whenever the situation comes up, whatever the need is when that situation comes up, you will be there in the right amount, in the right situation to address my problem. How many of us embrace that? How many of us believe that? God, I just, I, 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 I celebrate uh, this humble circumstance. Uh, I, 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 this is great. This is, this is good. See, but on the contrary, all you have to do is, uh, is again, you either go secular and you just go with what, what, what uh, folks in either in the sports or entertainment industry, you know, how they celebrate what success is. And unfortunately, that's crept into the body of Christ. And now they have shows on TV that celebrate, that, that, that glamorize uh, and they, they, the folks have the temerity to say, well, you know, hey, you know, this is this, you know, God wanted me to have this. and, I, and I. Wealth is equivalent to God's righteousness in many minds. If I've got a good bank account, God loves me. So it's easy to fall into the trap that if I don't have a good bank account, then I must be doing something wrong. Maybe you are. Maybe you don't know how to balance a checking account. It may be that. It may be that. Maybe you, you are, uh, uh, you've got your priorities upside down. But it could be that God is taking you through this situation for a point, for a purpose, to get you where he wants you to be. Amen. I love you more than your bank account. I love you more than your house. I love you more than your health. Oh, man, you just, what are you talking about? I'm, I'm saying I need to deal with you and not the stuff that we tend to deal with. I want you, the real you. See, again, I've used the example before. It's, it's, it's kind of like, uh, you know, it's getting to know that real you. For, for men, uh, you know, you need to recognize. It's like sometimes flowers are appropriate, sometimes they're not. You need to understand your bride. You need to understand your girlfriend. See, some ladies just, I'm just, you know, somebody in here is just not a flower person. So for years, somebody in here wasted money Buying flowers for some thinking that this person thought they were doing a good, and then somewhere along the line, this person shared with this person, uh, you know, you could really save your money, our money. Flowers, you know, they're, they're nice, but it's like, that's really not my thing. You need to understand the person you're trying to celebrate. See? God is already respond. He already, you know, he's just like, what do you do? You really believe that I'm, 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 I'm really flattered, or I would somehow uh, applaud, you know, you know, the, the bank account of say Bill Gates or Donald Trump or, or 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 Warren Buffett. You know, it's like, is that is that impressive? I, 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 you know, last time I checked, I'm God. I speak things into existence. So you know, this money thing that you're caught up with, it's it's just it's not my thing. Walk humbly, do justice, love one another. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's cool and all. In the meantime, it's like, I need to promote. I need some, I need some more Benjamins. I need, I, I need, I need, I need. And God is like saying, no, you need me. You, you, what you need is me. That's what you need. And in case, just in case, it's like, well, was James really talking about wealth when he was talking about this? Well, let, let's, let's, let's bounce over to, to verse 10 but the rich but the rich but the rich should take pride in their humiliation since they will pass away like a flower so here's here's what we have we have poor who are to take pride in their exalted position and the rich are to take pride in their humiliation See, this is the first of several, as we, as we march through James, we're going to see uh, several other uh, uh, units, literary units, pericopes is a fancy word, where uh, James talks on the question of wealth, status, rich, and poor. See, you need to understand the text and the context of what James is trying to share See, and it's important that we don't read anything into Scripture that isn't there. So, again, in verse 2, James says, Consider it pure joy when trials and tests come to you because you've been selected by God for such a time as this. So when you are in humble circumstances, smile, be proud, you're special. I know, I know. Is it that's, You may think that's, that's You're probably thinking, you know, I could use a little less special right about now. Can I be a, just, just a little bit less special? And uh, uh, see, see, when we start to think that, that's exactly the point. When we think that, it's like, okay, see, you're making God's point. Instead of embracing the situation, we run from the situation. I, 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 I want to be a little less special. We have yet to recognize again what James said in verse 1. I'm a doulos. I'm a slave. And a slave understands that humility comes with being a slave. How many, how many proud slaves do you know? You know, you've seen Ben-Hur and all those other, those other chariot movies and stuff like that. How many proud slaves do you know? You may know them for one scene, because right after that scene, they lose their life, right? It's like, no, you you can't be a proud slave around here. There's only one slave master, and there's only one, and and there's the slave. And, uh, you know, you're not the slave master. You are the slave. So humility goes along with being a slave. See, otherwise, this recognition and this response is not possible. I know, you're really beating the point. No, no, this is the point. Unless and until we embrace the role that God is like look i'm the father you're my child i'm the i'm the slave master you're the slave unless and until we get that then we can't live this because there's only there's only one there's only one room there's you know you know a, a, someone like me i can maybe squeeze two cheeks on here but 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 there's only, there's, only, there's not room for three or four who's going to sit here who's going to be in control who, 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 who? God's saying, it's like, you want me to sit here? I'll sit there. Thank you very much. But if I try and, and, and snuggle on here and, and just kind of give God a little shove, no, it doesn't work that way. There's only room for one set of bottoms here. James goes on to explain his point. For the sun rises with scorching heat, the shirako of the desert, and withers the plant. It blossoms, its blossoms, falls, and its beauty is destroyed. In the same way, the rich will fade away even while they go about their business. I like how the message uh, version of of this scripture reads. Prosperity is short-lived as a wildflower, so don't ever count on it. You know that as soon as the sun rises, pouring down its scorching heat, the flower withers. Its petals wilt. And before you know it, that beautiful face is a barren stem. Well, that's the picture of of the prosperous life. At the very moment everyone is looking on it in admiration, it fades away to nothing. I'm almost finished. It's not clear if the rich person is referring to a a brother or sister, but it's likely they're not. James is likely not. And I need to make the point. Just as the lack of wealth, the, just as wealth is not the issue, the lack of wealth is not the issue. Wealth is, is it's, it's just, it's a tool. That's all it is. It's just a tool. That's not the point. God's, test. See what, see what God, what James is trying to explain is that through this testing, there's, there's this leveling that goes on. The humble, they should be proud. The rich, they should be humiliated. Because you guys are using this, this class distinction, this, this. Well, I've got a few more bucks in, your, in my account than you do. I've got, a, I've got a car you don't. I've got more gas than you do. My car is newer than yours. My clothes are more trendier than yours. And we look at those things as people on this horizontal level. We look at those things and we add value to that. And God is like saying, you bore me. You bore me. It, it means nothing to me. Well, it means something to me. See, that's the problem. That's the problem. I won't ask. It's like, you know, just, again, for those of you who have, it's like it's wonderful, I guess, you know, but I, I just don't see the value of it. Did you buy the, the, the purse because it had the C on it or the G on it? Is that, is that what you want? Or the uh, LV or, you know, or, or it, well, it's like, well, what about the guys? Well, did you, did, is that that swoosh? You know, you just, you, you had to have that. You had, yeah, you had to have that. It's because that's where your heart is. That's where, that's, that's where all of your attention is going to be. If that is your focus, then that's your focus. God's testings level things. See, on the other hand, James is ironically, he's writing that if a test comes to the rich man, he ought to rejoice in his humiliation. See, he's not introducing, James is not introducing any new ideas. He's, he's, all he's doing is celebrating the ideas that have already been spoken of already. See, it's a fast fade. I am closing. Jesus said, this is Jesus, not me. This is Jesus said in the sixth chapter, we studied this at our first uh, systematic study, Sermon on the Mount, in the sixth chapter of Matthew's gospel, in the 25th verse, he says, therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink. If we just stopped right there and applied that to our lives, many of us, our lives would be different right, right there, right there. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food? and the body more than clothes. Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Here's a question. Are you not much more valuable than they? Aren't you more important than a bird or flower? No offense to birds or flowers, but aren't you more important than they are? Can any of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow? They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all of his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So do not worry saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans, the non-believers, that's what they worry about. And they run after all these things. And your heavenly Father knows that you need them. And that's why he concludes in the 33rd verse. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. That is indeed the word of the Lord. See, as I'm closing, it was Abbott and Costello, and it was in the 40s. They had this, yeah, Abbott and Costello, for you guys under 30. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a comedic duo, you know, and they, 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 they had a little joke routine, and it was called Who's on First? And uh, the name, uh, the, the, the first baseman was named Who. And so the one guy was asking the other, it's like, so who's on first? And he would answer, Who? He said, well, that was my question. Who's on first? Who? <laughs> no, who's on first? Who is on first? And so they go back and forth. It's funny. I obviously I'm not doing it. I'll never make it as a comic. But Costello's frustrated and he's confused because he didn't realize that the that his question is the answer. See, he's frustrated because he didn't realize that his question is the answer. That's us. See, the question and answer to life's issues are often wrapped in just, you know, just the, you got issues? Answer this question. Who's on first? Who, who, who's, who's, who's on first? Who's, who's who's first? Who, who, who's first? Don't see, but don't be quick to answer. Is our motivation, do we do what we do because we want to honor God, or are we trying to manipulate the situation to try and get things going right for us? I understand. There are certain behaviors associated with... Living a godly life that, that you know, it's kind of like with our kids. When your kids obey you and they do the things they're supposed to do, you know, daddy's happy, mommy's happy, and you're more than you're, 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 there's, there's, a, there's an opportunity, there's a better opportunity to get the blessing uh, than not. But at no point is the child not a child. I will always be mo- daddy, I will always be mommy. For those, With material wealth but spiritually poor, James says to take pride and humiliation because it's their wealth and their status that makes them who they are, and it's only temporary. Who's on first? See? God God has to. God will build character before he builds you into his service. I can't use you. I can't entrust you with certain things unless and until uh, you have worked all of those things in you that keep you from being all that I want you to be are worked out. You don't want, trust me, you don't want me with a needle and thread. It will not be a pretty picture. But I, I, I admire my wife and how she's able to hem and to do certain things with a needle and thread. See, it's the right tool in the right hand to do the right thing. And God has to work out the things in our life to get us to the point. So, so we look at, again, it's like, well, I'm struggling with this. I'm struggling. With, like, I'm trying to get you to the point where you're not struggling with that. And I can put you at the point where I really want to have you so you can do the things that I want you to do. But if I give you the needle and thread right now, you're going to prick your finger and there's going to be blood over the garment and it won't be a pretty picture. And the hymn won't be right that's me. I'm done. Um, it took 80 years. You know, we, we like to look at things in, 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 a, in a sweep hand in a clock. 80 years, 80 years, 80 years. That's longer than a lot of people will live. It took 80 years for God to get Moses to where he could be used for the last 40 years of his life. It took Abraham several decades to God to pull him out of a pagan society, a pagan understanding of God, and to put him in a position so I'm going to make you father of many people. It took, and a do over, it took several years and a do-over for Jesus to work through all of the things in the disciples lives to get them to the point where now we're James wasn't a disciple but a pillar of the church where it's like now I can get you to do the things I need you to do but I need to work you I need to work all of that stuff out of your life so I can get you to the point where you can be used we want, again, I'm good for metaphors. You know, you've seen those things where the Lamborghinis and Ferraris, you know, really sleek, fast cars. You know, certain people can handle those cars because they're trained to be able to do that. You put me behind that, you really would have a mess on your hands. I'd have crashed into something, killed somebody, killed myself. But, but that's me. I, you know, I'm constantly praying for the equivalent of a Lamborghini or a Ferrari in my life. Lord, bless me with that. And God is like, saying, see, son, I love you too much. If I gave you that, I'd, I'd have hell on my hands. And I don't want to, no, no, not, not today. Oh, Lord, please bless me with that. No, no, if I give you that, if, if I, Lord, please, please, please. It's like, okay, you're worrying me. Okay, you can have it. Why did you give it to me? Look at my life now. It's, it's, it's a mess. It's, it's, nothing's going right. I wish I, how many times have you heard the folks that play the lottery? I'm not condoning it, but if you do, remember the silver box. Uh, but, but how many times have you heard people that have won the lottery? I mean, just two weeks ago I heard someone, I wish I had never won it. <laughs> Give me that chance. I wouldn't be saying that. I know, I know, I know. I. I, 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 I I'm telepathic, I, I get that. I, I get that. See, but they, they've actually lived through that, and they realize it's like, I thought it was the answer to my problems. It was the problem. It was the problem. Well, what are you saying? Starvation is, uh, is, 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 is that's, that's the solution to my problem? No, dependency on God is the solution to your problem. Well, I went to school. I would, hey, I matriculated. I got my engineering degree. I got a master's in public administration. I went to seminary. I got mad skills. I, you know, it's like, it doesn't mean anything. Nothing. 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 Economy hiccups. Can't get a job. Can't get the job you want. Working two jobs to make half as much as you made before on one job. What is God saying? Trust me. Trust me. Trust me. Don't trust your job. Don't trust what the doctor says. Don't, don't even lean to your own understanding. Well, I think this is what we should do. We should do this and this and this and this and this. And, this. and so we, 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 we orchestrate what we think the solution should be in our lives. And then it's like, okay, God, you know, I've, I've, I've got the contract. Would you mind co-signing on this thing? It's like, no. No. That's not me. No. You don't love me. It's because I love you I'm not doing that. It's not the absence of love. It's the presence of love. And God wants, again, you being evil, I didn't say that. Jesus said that. You being evil want to do good things for your son, your daughter. How much more does God want to do for us? And he's good. Do you trust me? Not me, not me, me. Do you trust me? Do you trust God? Let's pray.